I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Janae Draper with the... You always forget to say <laughs> officer. I, I do, I do. I was That's about to say, okay. can we start over? But I am Officer Janae Draper with the Neighborhood Engagement Team. We'll just keep going. Yeah, we'll just keep going. And <laughs> uh, a big welcome to Matthew Davis, or Matt Davis as we like to call him. Um, you're a civilian employee. Uh, yeah, civilian employee. Even though like a lot of people... Okay, so you work for crime scene. But I do have to say, your people you guys when you get on scene that is like the reporters like light bulb red flag sirens going they're like we saw a crime scene truck we saw a crime scene car so what's going on and i'm like mm, okay <laughs> so you're saying we have to hide you're the, you're the ones <laughs> you're the ones that are always like that like tips off the reporters are like oh we just drove by a crime scene car is that something that is going on what's happening and then I have to explain to them that y'all show up to a lot of different scenes. It's not necessarily like, you know, always, always major, maybe be- like super, super bad things that are, that's going on. Right. So, but I just, I don't think I've ever told you that. Yeah. But there's a lot that gets covered by the crime scene unit that yeah, it's not necessarily always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is a crime, but. Right. Right. But it's not something like what people think of when they think of like the crime scene unit investigating like murders or something like that. I just enjoy watching them work because they're very they're very like tedious and detail oriented, mm-hmm. and um, so it's just always just like wow, yeah, it's very very cool. And you guys are all civilians, right? We are all civilians, so the entire unit supervisor on down is civilian unit. Uh, we have five street techs, so work their normal street hours. A lab manager, a latent print examiner, and then the supervisor as well. Nice, nice. So let's talk a little bit about you first. How long have you worked here at the police department? I started at the police department in September 2014. Uh, so we'll be going uh, nine years, I guess, okay. here in September. So. And you're the supervisor, right? Yes. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure I got that title yeah. right. He's the head guy in charge. That's right. That's right. I see him a lot up here on the eighth floor, too. Yes, that, you, that's you part of it. Quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Usually people stay away from the eighth uh-huh. floor, but I see you up here all the time. So so uh, what what got you into to wanting to be a crime scene technician? So it actually started, I guess, pretty early in high school. Um, just kind of got interested, like most people, I think, get interested. You know, um, in science classes first is kind of what started it, and that's where I picked up on it. And then, obviously, you have all the... TV shows and things like that, and the CSI effect is a, a real, <laughs> it is a real thing and also a struggle for us as actual people in the field trying to distance ourselves essentially from that as well. But that's kind of how everybody seems to get started. They enjoy those crime shows and things like that, and then you jump into all your science courses and enjoy that stuff as well. And that started and went to school, West Virginia University, so... Still in Big 12 country, so that's good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, graduated from uh, West Virginia, got a first job in Washington, D.C., and then uh, came here to Texas, been here ever since. Okay. So wh- awesome. what brought you to, to Waco or Texas? In the Have you have you lived in Texas before? Or? Nope. Uh, it was actually the job that brought me here. So. Okay. Yep. Nice. That's, 
Nice. That's good. And I've got to ask because you talked about the crime scene shows and stuff. So for all the listeners that are thinking that are thinking it, is it you know CSI in real life? Like, are they the same thing that you watch on TV, or is it completely different? I know the answer, but right. I know some people. <laughs> so we, I, I can't say we because I don't know what everybody else watches. I I know I stay away from the CSI shows. Forensic Files and First Forty Eight give you a more kind of realistic approach to actually what we're doing, and they talk about really behind the scenes and what the science is actually doing, and more so what our job is because. We don't solve crime in 60 minutes either, so. Exactly. Uh, side note, I love Forensic Files. Hands down, it's one of my favorite shows. Really? Yes, I absolutely love it. And uh, and it's funny that you say that because I know working patrol, I'd have to, like, explain to people, especially, like, when collecting evidence and stuff, I'd always use a, uh, just the same saying. I said, you know, unfortunately, this isn't CSI. We can't solve it in 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 an hour, so just give us some time, and we'll, and we'll get back with you. And they always, most of them always laughed. But hey, sometimes, I mean, you know, we've solved something in an hour before, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, depends on what it but is. But you know, like the whole show, like, yeah. of CSI. It like goes this so mm-hmm. fast. Yeah, I remember when it first came out, it was an awesome show. I loved it. But just like you, once I got into this field, I was like, it's not like that. Well, okay. No There's a little stretch of the truth <laughs> So you there. can't go from, like, crime to, like, solved in the right, whole right. span of an hour. So that was always something just kind of lighten the, lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. Let them know, like, hey, we'll be working on it, but give us a little, little time to get right. into it. Right, as patient as you can be. Yeah. So what does, what, what's the day in the life of a crime scene tech look like? And I would think, uh, at least from the crime scene standpoint, we're still, uh, you know, a public service job. So a lot of our actions are predicated on what other people are doing. So you could have a day where, uh, our shifts are 10 hours, similar to uh, patrol as well. Uh, so you could have a day where you're in the car the whole time moving from scene to scene for 10 hours, or if Waco's behaving, you could just, you know, hang out, work on reports and things like that. It's really predicated on what, you know, citizens are doing or I guess we hope not doing. <laughs> I just remember one time when Jen was working and we just – evening shift, we have a tendency to run our crime scene. We're very busy on that shift and – yeah, I would say, is Man, that kind of for you guys, too? Like, usually patrol officers say evening's the crazy shift, but is that... So, it kind of differs. So, during the day, and can get into it a little more, but during the day, there's a lot of working closely with detectives and things like that, which our day shift people do, and to develop the investigative leads for detectives. And then also, like, the, the night shift, I would think, have more, maybe more crime during the night than during the day, but... Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that's a proven fact or not. It just seems to be that's the way it works itself out. Sure, sure. So how how does kind of kind of lay it out for me? Like if you were called to a scene, what scene are we being called to? Uh, let's do a burger of a habitation. Okay, simple okay. enough. Yeah, yeah we'll, just, they, we'll keep it simple. Yeah, they call they call you out. What is something that you guys are looking for? What are you collecting? Things like that. Sure. So with. Each scene, everything's really going to be different because even though we get a burger of a habit, it may be completely different than another one we went to just even, you know, earlier in that day. But so the officers are the first responders. And when we show up on scene, we're going to get with them, get all information that we can that they've collected through their investigation before we got there. And then we'll go ahead and process the scene. So in a case of, you know, a burger of a hab, um, any dusting for fingerprints, taking pictures, 
Uh, we take a lot of pictures, uh, documentation, pretty big uh, deal in the crime scene world. And mainly for the fact that we do talk about going to a lot of scenes. So remembering what it is that you're doing on each scene, uh, taking those pictures is a huge help as long as notes and things like that. So for like a burger of a hab pictures, any fingerprints, any items that, you know, may have been moved around, stuff left behind, possibly by a suspect. Um, you're just trying to put all together stuff that's, you know, out of place that uh, is worthy of collection. Interesting. And then you guys come back here to the tower and kind of, I don't know, put it all together for the detectives, I guess. So we actually have a, a separate location. We have a, our own uh, crime scene lab, which is near the old uh, police building. And so that's where we'll take everything back uh, to do any processing, extra processing, like chemical processing, tagging evidence, uh, DNA swabs, uh, things of that nature that we can send off to get further processed outside of the department as well as in other areas of the department too. And I know y'all have some some pretty cool, and I don't know the official name for it, but some pretty cool equipment that y'all use. And I'm just speaking of stuff that I've seen um, before, but I know there's been a couple times on scenes where uh, something with the, I don't know if it's a, a camera or even like a, Something y'all use for footprints? Yeah, so the for footprints, we have stuff that's like a dental stone, basically same kind of casting you would use if you go to the dentist and you're getting your mouth and things like that. Basically, the impression, they can do the same thing with what we would call impression evidence, uh, shoe prints and things like that that may be left in dirt that you can cast and take back. And then we also have different cameras that have different light sources on them so we can see stuff that... You can't see with the naked eye and things like that. So yes, that, that isn't that like the infrared or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like there's bruises that might not be showing on the skin, but you can actually take a picture with the camera and it can show. It actually works. A couple things is really uh, cool seeing them work. Pretty with great it. with uh, like domestic violence cases and things yeah. like that, where we can see repeat offenses where we may only see you know one or two visible bruises, but we can see like into the deep tissue stuff to show extra bruising and things like that. Really cool. You'll have to go through a lot of schooling to do this, don't you? We do. So, what does that look like? As at least for our department, we currently require an associate's degree, but everyone in the unit has a bachelor's degree, and it's in a we say a crime scene or forensic related field. So, biology, chemistry, physics, um, all those kind of fields basically is stuff that you have to go through. So, those are typically four year programs. On the minimum, they're at least two years as far as the forensic science programs and then the immense, you know, on the job training that we get here, as well as trainings that we can get sent off to, you know, throughout the nation as well. Mm-hmm. Can each officer or a crime scene tech, can they specialize in something that, that they enjoy doing or how does, how does that work exactly? So within our unit, we actually have uh, different specializations as well or disciplines um, that you can go off to. So, like mine is also in fingerprints. Um, we have other members who are in, you know, body remain recovery. Um, blood stain can also be another section people can get into. Um, we have people who are trained to run a 3D scanner, which is another equipment tool that we have that is awesome. At, you know, when we present it, you know, in courts, you, you can put the jury right, right in the scene, and it, it's great. You said blood stain. It made me think of Dexter. I do like Dexter because he was like the blood splatter splatter analysis. 
That was the part show. of the training that, remember we were working on our podcast room, we walked in there doing some training, and they had like, I don't know if that was a training you were doing, but there was different What's oh better yeah. stuff on the wall. It was really mm-hmm. cool to kind of. Yeah, we actually had that a couple of weeks ago. They brought in uh, in-house training for blood stain analysis. So crazy because <laughs> yeah. I it, look at all that stuff and I'm like, ooh, I mean, it means nothing to me. <laughs> exactly why a lot of times we, patrol officers we call crime scene and why you see them on so many because yeah. they have so much extra training that mm-hmm. we just, you know, to us and our training just may not recognize and right. and understand. So well, and that's where we look beneficial. at too talking about the, you know, the shows and things like that. It's one person doing all of it. Where in like our breakdown here at the department. You have the officers that are initially responding. You have crime scene in the in-between. And then it goes to a detective who's doing the investigation portion. Where on all these shows, you get it. That's one person that's doing all that. So we're constantly, you know, working and back. in an hour. And they do and it all in an hour. <laughs> With commercials. <laughs> With yeah. commercials. So really like 45 minutes. <laughs> so good. Oh, my goodness. So why is it that, why is it important that y'all are civilians and they don't make officers kind of be like a crime scene tech themselves i think it's part because of the specialized training and going off to do that for the different classes that we have and then just having that separation of the investigations i think plays a big part in it that you know officers are going to be handling you know scenes a little bit differently than crime scene as far as looking for stuff and getting you know the who what where when and why and we're kind of getting you know that okay, now we have the why, but where's the, you know, science behind it? How can we prove that to a court system? Because ultimately that's our goal is what we're doing on scene is how we're going to get it into court, prove it to a jury that, hey, this is what actually happened. And we have to have that understanding of the science behind all our actions. Right. Yeah. And even though they're civilians, when they come on scene, it's it's your scene. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they can order, you know, Get out, move, don't touch that, don't move that. Don't yeah. <laughs> Police officers, firefighters, you name it. Like, they are in charge when crime scene comes on. Oh, so, yeah. That's so it's so awesome. True. Do you guys ever get, because I know, you know, the officers, they always, and the detectives, they always work to obviously, like, find justice. And it's always a little frustrating when there's kind of a dead end to, to an investigation. So, do you guys get, you know, a little frustrated at that sometimes, too? I think to some extent we get frustrated uh, with it. Only for the fact that, hey, we would wish that we could have something that helps the detective. Right. But ultimately, we know if we're doing our job and we're doing the correct testing of evidence and getting everything submitted, that whether, you know, it helps prove their case or sometimes we can do stuff and it can, you know, prove to be exculpatory, too, for, you know, a suspect in that. But we're, we're not trying to prove, you know, innocent or guilt we're trying to prove the facts and however those, you know, end up being, that's ultimately then what gets shown in court or to a detective and they can choose to use it how they do. Right. Right. Dang. And you said you started here in 2014. Yes. Okay. So what's been your favorite part about being in the crime scene unit so far? I would say the favorite part is definitely working together as a team. So I mentioned, you know, we only have, six or seven people in the crime scene unit, but we all have the same passion and basically the end goal for justice for, in some cases, you know, whether we work a homicide or things like that, you're getting justice for 
you know, victims that no longer have their own voice. And you, you have to have that passion in order to pursue that job. And sometimes some of the stuff we're seeing is not, not great by any means, but setting aside the fact that you are doing this, it is a public service for people. Um, I think that's one of the biggest parts about the unit is joining that. And then just the teamwork together, just watching on some of the larger scenes we have and just watching the group work together and just knowing what everybody else is doing similar to, I would say like a beat partner or things like that, you know yeah. what they're going to do and you don't even really have to talk. You kind of just work through it just by looking at each other. So, yeah. So do y'all work, um, so you're talking about partners and what, cause I know a lot of times to a scene, y'all go one to a scene, but when y'all come back, do y'all work on the, like, uh, the evidence together or how does that work? Yeah. So, Whenever the evidence is submitted, we have our lab manager who typically will work on all the lab submissions that come through as far as processing that evidence. But if there's a larger scene or things like that, we have no problem calling, you know, extra hands out, things like that to jump in and I guess jump into the scene. And that's the thing with our unit, which I really love is everybody is there. Like if something happens, it's Hey, can I help? Do you need help? Like, yeah, let's go. Like I'll, I'll jump in there. So, um, and that's, but, and that's great. Cause sometimes y'all have like, there's more than just one scene. There might be multiple scenes yeah, to one investigation. One, yeah, one investigation. So, um, I think that's great. Well, and what I think people don't realize too, is for the city of Waco, we have, um, what, like 18 to 20 patrol officers, I think on at one time yeah. and there's one crime scene person. For the whole city of Waco oh, wow. at that time. So um, yeah. with the exception of like the overlap days. But yeah, one right. one crime scene person for the whole whole city can lead to a lot of stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. So you, get, you said you work 10-hour days. So what are those shifts like? So we currently have a Monday through Thursday, which is uh, 7 to 5 p.m. And then there's someone that works opposite them. So Thursday to Sunday similar to what patrol has uh, seven to five. And then the evening person is 4 PM to two in the morning and they're Monday to Thursday and Thursday to Sunday too. Oh my goodness. So okay. All right. All right. do you have a shift that you like more? You prefer? Cause right now you're kind of working like the normal day. Hours. Right now it's kind of flexible. So <laughs> <laughs> there there's where, wherever it's needed. Um, definitely during the days. I, I like the interactions that we get to have with officers and then with detectives as well, as they're always coming, whether, you know, it's into our office or down to the lab or just a phone call away, just kind of asking about cases. Hey, where's this at in the process? What does this mean? And things like that. So there's fluid communication throughout that. And I think that working together aspect is what a lot of the people that work during the days enjoy. And then the evening people enjoy working like up the hands on and actually it's just really just scenes for them and they don't have the detectives, you know, asking right. and things like that. So yeah. right. and you said, you, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was because we were on the, the topic of favorites. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I was going to ask out of all the equipment because I know, you, you know, you're pretty handy at fingerprints. You're really good at that. But out of all the pieces of equipment that you'll have, what's your uh, what's your favorite? That's a tough question. I'd lean fingerprints because I found it, you know, that's where we get a lot of our investigative leads. But we got a really cool uh, new ALS camera um, that actually has. What does that stand for? So that's alternate light source. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so 
that camera is pretty expensive, a piece of equipment, but it actually has all the light sources we would need on scene. And the reason you have different light sources is each thing will either fluoresce differently or react to the light differently, whether, you know, it's a hair fiber, biological fluid. And so this one camera actually has all the light sources um, in it and we can, it's got a camera attached to it. You can take picture right on scene and send it off to people and technology just blows my mind. Wow. Say, wow, that yep. is impressive. Yeah. Well, and I was going to kind of lean toward fingerprints too, but then you said technology. So from, from 2014 until now, how have you watched the technology grow in, in crime scene? I, I would say it's definitely a lot because we've expanded on technology, things that, you know, the crime scene unit can do. Um, even when I started in 2014, it was a majority of, you know, collecting the evidence and, you know, taking your pictures and things like that and submitting. But as far as like the processing and the technology, it's really advanced into, you know, crime scene is developing these investigative leads for detectives that are making and breaking cases based on new technology, whether it's with DNA, fingerprints, ballistics, um, I mean, there's a whole slew of things that, you know, people have out there that we can use. So, yeah, and with all the training that y'all have, I mean, think about like how the technology keeps, you know, just right. growing. So then you you've got to get trained, advancing your training, you know, on that. So that's just that's a lot of training and a lot of stuff to know and, and very knowledgeable. Just never stops. Right, and that's what's nice with the department. If there's anything we talked about, you know, disciplines and people's interest and things like that, if there's anything that uh, someone may think would benefit the department. The department's great about, all right, as long as you can justify and, and do it, then you can get sent off and helps the department in that way. That's awesome. That's really cool. I want to know a cool fact about fingerprints. What's a cool fact you could tell me? A uh, cool fact is no two fingerprints are the same. Like on myself? Or anybody or in the world. else. Even I, I knew I knew that like fingerprints like yours and mine's are different. But so like, is my pointer finger different than like my, my middle finger? Yes, all Ooh. different and identical twins. Although they have the same DNA, don't have the same fingerprints. I always get loved getting an email from Matt saying like, "Hey, I don't remember exactly how it be worded, but pretty much like we were able to find a match or something with his mm. fingerprint." Loved those emails. That was really cool. So that's good feedback. No, you guys are actually not you know wasting time getting dust all over your face and stuff with the fingerprint powder because yeah. it takes some time how, to dust and do all that is like getting the fingerprints off certain you know items uh i would say it depends on the the surface really like the flatter surfaces are obviously much easier to dust your vehicles car windows car doors and things like that uh, those objects are easier but you know it's all dependent on other factors as well kind of i guess nerding out a bit but <laughs> no i love it, Go for it. <laughs> like humidity and temperature and you know we see a you know decrease in you know the winter with fingerprints being found whether okay people are wearing gloves or they're just not sweating as much and the sweats and the oils are what kind of get left behind and so when you come through in dust that's what the fingerprint powder is attaching itself to so yeah but a caveat to that is we may not get fingerprints but we can also, y'all also do DNA right. as well. Well, and that's, that's the, I think one of the cool things about crime scene unit forensics in general is you'll get stuff where people will 
my, my favorite is looking at the Facebook posts and stuff like that. And you see, <laughs> oh, just like it's a video. Hey, they touched the counter. I go, just because you touch the counter doesn't mean you're actually going to leave fingerprints right. behind. Yeah. But then also you can come back through with, you know, DNA swabs and things like that. So there's just a variety of things that can actually, you know, tie you to scenes and link you to, you know, certain pieces of evidence that aren't fingerprint related or things like that, too. It is a cool field to to be in so I would say that if I wasn't if I was going to go into any other field it'd be crime scene all of that science though like that was when he said science in school I was, that was the hardest subject for me really mine was math is there a lot of math uh there can be for certain disciplines mm-hmm. but not not on not as a whole in crime scene okay I'm good <laughs> <laughs> kind of like just basic math right right like okay I'm fine I'll stick to That's being okay. the officer on scene and, and I'll call you <laughs> And then I'll secure it for you so you can do your thing. Right, right. No, but y'all guys, when y'all go out to scenes, though, I mean, I think anyone could be, uh, at least a normal just community member can be confused, like not realize that y'all are civilians because of like the the dress that y'all wear when you're on scene. Well, and we're, you know, provided with ballistic vests as well. We have the crime scene unit vehicles, our Tahoes that are essentially blacked out that look just like a... And have lights and sirens. And say, have lights look, and sirens. They, they look cool. <laughs> yeah, so there, and there are a lot of people, too, that all address, you know, our members as officers or things like that, just because you don't, you wouldn't think any different, but actually being the civilian, oh, we got a ballistic vest, but we don't carry a gun, anything like that. A lot of yeah. the, and that's where we work with the, you know, officers and stuff, because the scene security and our safety is based on, you know, the officers being there as well, too. Well, I guess another thing that I just thought of that would, you know, it's also a reason why y'all can be here and to help the officers is a lot of times you have to go like maybe the next day and collect other evidence that might had to have been left behind or couldn't be picked up at the time that the officer was there, right? Yeah, so we'll have some of those because we don't have full 24-7 coverage for crime scene right now. So there's portions of, you know, the midnight shift that doesn't have coverage. We have an on-call person. Um, and that rotates each week, but then also as, you know, cases develop and the detectives, you know, interview suspects, things like that, you can go back with search warrants, you know, days later, things like that. And you can still have evidence that can be preserved as long as, you know, scenes and stuff aren't disturbed that you can get, you know, weeks, even months later Mm -hmm. that can tie people back to it. And you got good crime scene texts and cool tape. And <laughs> I mean, I like the text a little bit better than the tape. So. Yes, the texts are awesome. I, I, I got to admit, I, I enjoy having them. So oh it's a good gosh. group y'all got there. I like it. Should we do two truths and a lie? Ooh, yeah. Well, I wasn't ready for that. I was say, was he prepared for it, though? I don't, I don't think I told him about the game, no. You didn't? Oh, let's no. put him on the spot. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, it can be crime scene related or otherwise, up to you. But basically, two truths and a lie. You give us three facts or statements, and one of them is a lie, and we have to guess the lie. Yeah, and I'm going to be watching your facial expressions. Okay. And seeing, like, which one you you sweat more. I'm going to be using my crime scene stuff that (laughs) you've talked about Uh and see which one, see if I can figure it out. Let's go with, I have five brothers and sisters. I grew up in Chicago, and I went to school at West Virginia. 
He did say something earlier about West Virginia. That's where he went. Yeah, maybe the listeners can jump in. All the listeners are yelling at us. He He made really strong eye contact on the five brothers and sisters. And so I'm going to say that that was a lie because he was almost trying to, like, force the eye contact. I did notice when he said Chicago, he did raise his – he's like, I grew up in Chicago. So you're going with Chicago? I'm going with the five brothers. Could be to throw you off. I didn't ask him. I'm going to go with Chicago. You're going to go with Chicago? I'm going brothers. Yeah. All right. It's actually the brothers and sisters. Yes! I used my crime scene (laughs) analyzation. Darn it. Yeah, so I actually have – Three brothers and sisters. I thought he was going to yeah. say 13 for no, a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But I did grow up in Chicago and then Chicago, West Virginia, Washington. What part of Chicago? Uh, like Northwest suburbs. I don't know anything about I Chicago, guess, but I was just going to I kind of picked Chicago. You kind of got that accent going. So it's weird that it, it mixes with yeah. a Texas accent and Chicago. some words. Depending on who I'm around, I'll have more Texas accent versus Makes Chicago. Sense. Interesting. But it's ah, it's an interesting mix. That's our favorite like game it, to play. It is. No. But yeah. I, I I think I'm doing – we need to start keeping tallies because I think I'm winning. Yeah, do you have a leaderboard? Not. This is the first one that you won. Really? Yes. Okay, we're starting now. Okay. <laughs> I'm You're winning. in the lead. There you go. <laughs> Going to get a board and keep oh a tally. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Matt, for joining us. Anything yeah, else that fun. you want to talk about, touch on? Let the community know about crime scene. Remind them. I don't know. You uh, tell me. I would just say to the community, you guys see us around. Like, feel free to – chat with us we're one of the units that we really enjoy what we do are passionate about it and on the same side of the coin we also like to talk about it so I didn't really mention we go to a lot of you know schools and events and career days and things like that and I think that's one of the more enjoyable parts of the job is getting out there and explaining what we do so if you see us around we all have the crime scene unit on the back or forensics Recently, we got these cool sweatshirts for the the, the, the colder weather. So if you see us around, feel free to, you know, ask us any questions. We're we're there to help you guys. And hopefully this gives you a little insight into what it is we actually do. Absolutely. And if anybody's listening and, you know, wants them to come out and talk or anything like that, just post it in the comments. Let them know. So we like to educate and talk to the community. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Matt, very much for joining us. Anytime. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it, Matt. And thank you guys for listening in on this week's episode of Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer Janae Draper with the Neighborhood Engagement Team. I realize why I always forget officers because you just do your name. So I'm following, so I just do my Uh, name. Well, because I say my, I can't be like, I'm Public Information Officer Sierra Shipley. I think that sounds kind of weird. It might, but then it says officer and then I'm like officer and then I'm like Janae Draper. So I just kind of. That's what came into mind just now. We'll figure it out next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Waco PD on the beat. The heartbeat serving 